What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. We are recording at night, so so please bear with us if we get a little more intimate, intimate and soulful. To be a bit more specific, it's the evening of Visak Day. So happy Visak Day to those who celebrate. Mm, happy Visak Day. Uh, this is the second of our three podcasts a week. Second, mm. yes, second. Mm. Because we, we, that's what we do. Three podcasts a week dissecting the hottest and buzzworthy news uh, with a touch of what? With a touch of humor. Humor? Yeah. So if you listen to this podcast and you don't laugh, we have failed. Shame, shame on you. Shame on us. <laughs> shame on us. Shame. Yeah. shame on us. Yeah. See your badge, please. Can I see your badge? Comedian. Yeah, can you you comedian? Your see your badge. See your badge. I mean, I did. I did want to like just uh, propose talking about that, but I really don't know uh, about that uh, that woman. But I really don't know what to talk about. I, I mean, mm. now she, the latest thing is she's been charged and she's gonna be undergoing psychiatric assessment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's not making fun of mental health here, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, like uh, similar to the Biao, the Biao Tan one. I'm pretty sure there's there's something really. Who's to Biao Tan? The one that the Hua Chong lady. Who kept oh, keeps, uh, taking videos of uh, minority people on the train? Uh, mm, mm, mm. So I, I'm pretty sure there's something something to report, lah. Basically, I guess I guess if I go on the train and I cannot video by her, that will give us the next thing to talk about, lah. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yeah, the the train quite a lot of things happening. Uh. the MMA fight also that happened that day. Yeah, yeah, MMA fight and a lot of other MMA strange fight. videos of people digging their feet and and stuff like that, lah. Recently, I thought the digging the feet has happened before a long time ago. Oh, was it? I just saw one another one circulating this evening, uh, but yeah, it could just be an old one. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. what a way to start the podcast, man! Mm. Talking about digging feet, what does digging feet even mean? Uh, I mean, you mean the toenails, lah? You digging, mean the toenails, lah? Digging la? the dirt between your toes. And yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that reminds me of my my Malay teacher in secondary school who used to cut his nails in class. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hence, hence my Malay being so good, lah. Oh, I see, I see. Malay is impeccable now. Uh, I pay a lot of attention. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. Um, we digress. We we do want to make a plug, uh, as as always. I think uh, mm. we want to make sure that everyone knows that we are now on YouTube. Uh, so because mm. I've been we've been getting quite a lot of good feedback from people on YouTube. Some people even wanting to, they they feel like listening to this podcast is a very different experience from watching it on YouTube. So I think someone has even said that he'll set out to do an experiment where he will try to just watch the video entirely as opposed to listen to it as a podcast. Um, mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe it, the facial expressions help uh, and the fact that we you see when we laugh and when we're not laughing and stuff like that. So, so, mm. so yeah, that's a, that's a plug that I, I, I'm going to put out this week. Is uh, Yeah, check us out on YouTube because it might be a whole different experience that you never imagined. Yeah, but I know there was one comment that also said maybe we should get on a video call so that we have eye contact with each other. I mean, that's what we used to do. Yeah. But then now the thing is, if we get on a video call and I have eye contact with Terrence, mm. that means I'll be talking to the phone as opposed to talking to the camera. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Right. So, and your eyes are so, so big so you cannot hide. Yeah. yeah. So unless I paste the photo of Terrence next to the camera lens, yeah. uh, having eye contact with Terrence might be even more distracting. Mm, correct, correct. Um, right. there, there, there are logistical difficulties to doing it remotely la. So, uh, but rest assured we will have a couple of um, face-to-face podcasts next week this week and next week mm. so uh, we have some special guests coming up so keep your, keep your ears peeled la. yeah man hell yeah mm. alright cool time to dive into the first topic yes. which is which is what man what it is national service Dun, dun, dun. National service is a topic that that like riles everyone up, like, Whether good or bad, like, right? Mm, mm, mm. Exactly. But but there's um, a specific reason why we're talking about national service, like. Yeah, because there was a there was a let's see, yeah, uh, there was a Q and A session at the third lecture of this year's Institute of Policy Policy Studies Nathan Lecture Series, mm. and Nathan, it was uh, Nathan, hosted Nathan, by. Nathan lecture. Hey, Nathan, Nathan, we are our ex-president Nathan. Nathan. Okay. Nathan. <laughs> hey, it can be Nathan. Okay, no, I, 
I would say that I would call it Nathan, but just because I said Nathan and you are so adamant about Nathan, I'm going to stick with Nathan. That's you know, President just Nathan. disrespectful to our ex-president. Our ex-president. How you know? I mean, you maybe was he was he was he formally called Nathan? He was yeah, he President was Nathan. Hey, shut the fuck up, lah. <laughs> I I said you get a like. Again, it's going back to to your all the knowledge gleaned from watching Netflix Indian shows. I feel that moral superiority oozing out from you, Terry. No, I think this is a hangover from. Remember how you were de- like strongly <laughs> defending Nathan Hartono two weeks ago. Oh, that's no exactly. That's why now you're thinking, like Nathan. Why, you insist on Nathan. Why? <laughs> like, that's why if it rolled off my tongue yeah. so naturally, I was thinking, why am I saying Nathan? Oh my God, have I been? Have I turned into an Anglophile? No, Nathan. Oh, it's Nathan. Nathan. La. <laughs> then I'm going to start calling Nathan Hatono. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Nathan. Where were we? Okay, yes. It was a lecture series in uh, the Nathan lecture series. And uh, Miss Corina Lim mm. ha- had a lecture. And then during the Q&A, and Corina Lim, for context, she's the... She's the main person at Aware, yeah, right? right? She's the executive director or something. Correct, correct. And there was a question about NS mm. and making NS kind of gender neutral. And, w- and her stance is that, her stance and Aware stance is that NS should also be for women mm. to, ru- to, ru- uh, like to get rid of toxic max- mascul- masculinity. Mm, that's right. Right. Yeah. So, so that was the crux of it. There were a few articles that were talking about it and of course a few Reddit threads. Mm. But it's been a stance that she and Aware have had for a while, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, but, but what about it made you want to talk about it? Uh? Um, I think the first thing to call out is that um, initially, initially the Straits Times had a really clickbaity title. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know if you... If you... you um, do you, do you have the older the old ah yes 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 yes, I think uh yeah I think I do. Do you have the old title that initially? Yeah, what it, was it is called? make women do national service to root out toxic norms among men. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that then, was and the then they credited it to the aware chief, so that was the initial mm. headline of the article, and uh, I I saw that and I felt it was because I I think we've had we've had conversations with uh, people from aware before. Remember when Aware mm. came onto our podcast to to talk about the Saga podcast, but they also mm. made this point about national service as well. Uh, that that, um, I think it's a very nuanced answer that they have a nuanced and, and honestly can be quite surprising to most people. Uh, whereas mm. this headline, this initial headline that ST came out with, make women do national service to weed out toxic norms amongst men, Aware chief. I felt that was really like uh, an oversimplification simplification of what she what aware uh, says la. and so I mm. thought it was very inappropriate and then as as such you know there was a bit of outrage about it uh, on social media and then um, they have corrected the headline to now read um, uh, now it reads review national service to weed out toxic masculinity aware chief so I think that's mm. much more uh, so called. Uh, so-called uh, editorial integrity title, uh, so to speak, you know, like, like yeah. this is a this is a proper uh, headline that that isn't that doesn't oversimplify or or, or try to be clickbaity for the sake of it, uh. But but why did the why did the original headline trigger you so much? No, yeah, because I, as I mentioned, uh, it oversimplifies what aware is trying to say. Aware is not saying that that give you know let women go and carry arms and wear SAF uniforms and all this kind of thing. And take over fifty percent of men in in NS because I think that is what most people would think uh, aware would ask for, and then they'd be like, "Oh, you, yeah, you want gender equality? You go and do you go and do national service?" Uh. What they're saying is that national service shouldn't shouldn't be so should be solely exclusive to to males only, but national service should um, also open up and encompass more than just military service, so that men can also choose to work in uh, other aspects of total and national defense like you know say being care workers or being social workers for that same time period that they do military service as well and if that's Mm. the case then women can also do likewise do uh, a similar uh, make a similar choice uh, such Mm. that national service becomes a gender neutral thing and not not something so closely tied with your male identity 
Mm. I mean, to quote her, literally, this is a quote mm. uh, from her. It's ultimately, we should make NS totally gender neutral so mm. that everyone, regardless of gender, can opt for two years of military, police, civil defense, community, or healthcare, and whatever other total defense areas that need people. Correct. The equal participation of women in NS will automatically make national service less masculine. Yes. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. So yeah. I think there's a lot of... Uh, there, there's still a lot of people who will say things like, you know, women shouldn't be sacrificing and doing this and, and you know, battlefield is not for women and stuff like that. Um, mm. I think that that's... Uh, that, that, that merits further discussion. But broadly speaking, I think given that the latest crisis that Singapore has faced is COVID and it shows how, how short of... Um, you know, social workers, healthcare workers, we are, right? Uh, I think mm. actually it makes a lot of sense uh, to, to divert resources towards that, that effort as well. Uh. And if that means women also doing national service, I think it's actually a good idea. Mm. So you, you're, you're for it? Mm. Yes, I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. I am also for it. Alamak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, What's of your social justice stance today, man? What's your, usually you, you're quite controversial, aren't you? No, but this one, I mean, I would say like uh, there would also be people who would vehemently disagree with that. What that with that women because because okay, as part of doing research for this, I did I did look at um, what what other things have been talked about mm. uh, like Singaporean women serving like, So there was a Vice article as recent as October twenty twenty, yep. uh, where they interviewed four women like, mm. um, and the four women they chose was uh, Caitlin Ng, mm. uh, university student and former soldier, yeah. uh, Gemma Wei, you know, mm. the, the actress slash influencer Correct. slash host, yep. uh, Kirsten Han, mm-hmm. and the president of AWARE, mm. la, the, called Corina Lim. La. So I would say, first of all, as an article, the, f- the, the people you choose already indicate some sort of like, Bias. you kind of know what the answer is going to be, yep, like, right? Yep, yep. But, but I mean, like... Um, I know Gemma Wei's answer, I don't really understand. She didn't really take a stance. Uh, Kirsten Han also talked about, um, yeah, not, not like more about, okay, wasn't seen like, like I think what Kirsten Han highlighted was that NS shouldn't be seen as just military service, which is along the lines of what Corina Lim was talking about. Mm-hmm. But in this article, they also talked about an IPS survey that was done. Okay, this was granted 2013. Mm. But there was some stats that like, um, uh, like there's this one specific one of the women who agree that two-year full-time national service is a viable option, less than 10% are willing to take the option for herself. Mm. Um, so that was just one of the stats. I understand research papers always have a big thing around it. Yep. But I think the... I'm, I'm, I will go so far as to say that I think this this answer that we both are on the same page with is not not going to be a common answer. I think they're mm. going to be... It's going to be split down the middle. So because in the case, why don't I... Yeah. Uh, why don't I play devil's advocate for this round? Uh? Because uh. It's actually, actually, this is a topic where it's very easy to play devil's advocate. Uh, because I, yeah. I think I have I have been there also before, where I've had different views, and my mind might have changed in more recent years. But, but So you mean, starting starting with, you you thought uh, they shouldn't serve? Yeah, because I, I looked at it very simplistically as military service. Uh, so so let's, let's go down that route. Yeah. Uh. National service mm. is military. So you're reliving the Terrence 1.0. Yeah, la. the yeah, this Terrence 2.0 is going back into Terrence 1.0. This is the, this the Terrence that would have would be crucified today. La. You know, hashtag me too. <laughs> hashtag everything. <laughs> racism, you know, LGBT, everything. I've been crucified. Yeah, this is before you met me. La. Before you were yeah, before, by yeah, before I met you and then oh, and before Allah I Allah. watched Indian matchmaking. La. Yeah, yeah <laughs> those two events changed my perspective. On, on exactly, pre Harish, yeah, pre yeah, pre Harish Terence, pre Harish and so pre Sima from Bombay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you and I have been through NS, lah, right? There's yeah. um, whenever a woman, <laughs> okay, everyone, this the disclaimer is that I am playing a devil's advocate. I'm playing a role. <laughs> Don't quote me out of context, lah. <laughs> but every time I remember last time, I mean, every time there was like a female soldier, or you know, even just like DSTA uh, of- officers or who come right? to speak. And then there's yeah. a woman. Everyone just like stares at her and mad and like starts talking about their physical features and all these things. Uh. How mm. the hell could we possibly have like guys and girls doing military service, whether or not they are separated platoons or, or, or you know, in, together in a platoon. In fact, together in a platoon, even worse. I don't even understand how that would work, right? 
Um, mm. There were maybe like, I, I remember when I was in the specialist cadet course in CISPEC, there was like maybe two or three women who who, yeah. who were in uh, in the men's platoons. And it always felt like, you know, I mean, you know, they were given chance, given chance to, to be alongside the guys. And physically mm. and all that, they just couldn't really match up that much. So, why, 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 why does it even make sense? Yeah, like, you know, does it even make sense to have women in military service? But then the thing is, like, okay, both you and I went to all boys school, Correct. right? And whenever there was like, you know, like students from, female students from other schools who come over to train mm-hmm. or like there's a drama performance that you come, the same phenomenon happens. Right? The guys just mm-hmm. ogle and drool. Yeah. Um, and I will admit to being one of those who ogled and drooled and mm. did nothing about it. Mm. Um, so so that, that kind of stuff, you, like, you did it's nothing about like it as in, you just give the, I didn't go the horniest fuck face and then like stare... <laughs> <laughs> and then carry your skateboard and then stare at them. They can't think from one corner. No la, school got no skateboard oh, yet. La, yeah. So you just said rugby table. Said rugby table and just stare as, You know, fuck like okay, rugby table. <laughs> that was junior college, so that was co-ed. Okay, oh, okay you know okay. sometimes parents you need to let go of what what the past okay, reminds you of. Okay, let go. You carry your this hockey stick. Uh, you just carry your hockey stick, <laughs> looking cool. I will admit that walking around with my hockey stick like on the MRT, you know, I did feel a little cooler than I did uh, than without the hockey stick. Like. Oh, I will okay. give you that. Okay, okay. Yeah, you can okay. say I was overcompensating and all that, yeah, but yeah. that's a topic for another day. Okay. But but I think the thing about I mean it's almost like anything that is scarce will be of like seen to be greater value la. and like in, in the army when okay like uh, it's all dudes mm. uh, a female or uh, a woman comes in of course the attention is going to be diverted because it's something different mm. and I think that's the same the same kind of thing can be applied to schools right? you know like for all boys school one girl comes in the guys look mm. that, does that mean that co-ed schools shouldn't exist no mm. it's almost part of like that that is society, mm. right? Society, you're going to be uh, in your workplace. You're going to be spending hours there with people of the opposite sex. Mm. So it almost feels like army segregating people is the is the weird thing to do, but, but Of course, you're going to be. Then, so you're saying that basically yeah. women will distract the guys from their job, la, which is to defend no. the country. Yeah. No. Then I'm saying that it will become normal, just like how it is in society, uh, where people go about their daily lives with the opposite sex there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even then, I will also say that I don't think uh, making it gender neutral in the current model of purely military makes the best sense also. Like, because this is something mm. that we also have discussed that even for guys, mm. not every guy would do well in the jungle, mm. you know, in mm. camping. In, and, and they might have a skill set or personality that fits something that is in the healthcare or, or kind of more people facing a role and I think that should be the the way the national service should evolve right. which would mean that be less physical roles could also be uh, opened up to like uh, uh, both genders like. yeah I think I think it's, it's I always feel like it's a bit unfortunate that, that whenever people ask me I think you also like, to some extent right when they ask like mm. any tips on national service the the one tip I give them is either you you shoot for the moon, that means you go and like yeah. and try and be officer and everything, or you yeah. or you fucking like just slack until like you know you are you get an office job and nine to five and everything la. and yeah, uh, yeah. everything in between is I feel is a is not worth is a a lot of it is a lot not worth as uh, you don't get what you put in the effort you put in la. you don't get back any mm-hmm. the the same effort you put in no not I'm not just talking in terms of prestige I'm talking in terms of your your time, your pay, and 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 you know your 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 the the sense of the the potential potential career path that you can have as a as doing well in the military la. Um, mm. I say that because I see a lot of um, I see a lot of people who who you know they they treat NS like the most fucking important thing in the world as in reservists are going back for reservists officers mm-hmm. they treat it like the most important thing in the world to them. And a lot of times I realize it's because they have political aspirations also, you see. Like they, mm. they need to have a good NS record and, and you know, be, be be able to hobnob with other, you know, high ranking people. Um mm. so so it, and maybe it's to make up for something in their in their personal lives that they they, they I mean I'm speculating like making up for some shortfall in their personal or professional career lives. So to them mm. NS is very important. Then it helps them to further their political aspirations, like, you know. Um, mm. So yeah, that 
if you are NS for that reason, uh, okay lah, you know, that's, that's helping you forge a career path lah. But if you are somewhere in between like a sergeant or a man or something like that, you know, whether you're a very good man or very good sergeant or anything like that, it doesn't, nobody gives a shit lah. Us, no general gives a shit lah. Now these paper generals mm. will give a shit about your... You get certificate lah. Yeah, get you get certificate, certificate $100 NTUC voucher lah, that's it lah. You know, yeah. that kind of shit lah. Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side, if you talking, not say talking, but if you just like go under the radar and do the do the things that allow you to, you know, get as relaxed the job as possible, um, then the NS for those two years, you basically, you're just doing a desk job and then the rest of your time, you can spend uh, doing other things uh, that will help you grow as a person, whether it's, you know, taking courses or, or even just like living life, like living life as an 18 mm-hmm. or 19 year old. So, I mean, it's just kind of, uh, it's a very defeatist kind of mentality, like, unfortunately, that that, uh, mm. that when I give this piece of advice to young people, and uh, but it really comes from just seeing how it works. Uh. That's just how it is in, mm. in Singapore where where there's only room for the elites and then the people who have time at the bottom, you get to do other things uh, that are interesting. Uh. And I've seen very, I've seen people who, who have done very, very interesting things with their two years at NS uh, and nothing to do with, with the military or so. Uh. Mm. Yeah. But what does that have to do with women? <laughs> no, so so yeah, it just goes back to what you were saying about even for guys, right? We don't mm. uh I think you and I both we don't advocate that military is perfect for everyone. A military is a calling yeah. for everyone. Regardless of yeah. whether or not you were a leader in school or you were a head of your student council and everything. The military is a different thing, uh, you know, it's a it's a very different kind of hierarchy. It's very different from the world outside like, in general. Um mm. so so it, it it's some people can't live with that. Like I, I know for one, I cannot, you know, live under that kind of like hierarchy and and, and bureaucracy and all that. Like, you know, as live as in mm. I can't work under that. Like. Uh, I would be very bitter every day, and I probably hate myself, and eventually, like, yeah, hang myself or something like that. Start like. a podcast. Uh, yeah. I was gonna tell. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's just. But uh. but I know people who love the military. Like they love wearing a uniform. They love like you know the camaraderie when you're in a platoon with people and stuff like that. Or like going outfield, uh, yeah, going, going outfield, outfield, yeah, yeah. They love that shit. And to me, it's like I, I touch grass, I get, I get itchy, I get itchy all over already, like you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So, so it's just some people are just not made made for the military. And then, the sooner we accept that, the sooner we say that national service is, is shouldn't be all about the military. Then okay lah. Hey, hey, but I'm supposed to be devil's advocate lah. So yeah lah. The continuous drifting into Terrence two Go back into Terrence yeah, Priharish. Yeah. So yeah, so okay, we don't talk about increase. We don't talk about military. So uh, we don't talk about all the other forms of service that you can do, la. At the end of the day, yeah. women's bodies are not made like men's bodies, where is where you know men are phys- have literally have physically more muscle and everything, la, Right, mm-hmm. and um. So we are practically we need. Oh, that one opening up a can of worms. Though, it is, bro. it is. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm playing devil's advocate. So yeah. why, why, why waste resources training up when the person's potential cannot hit the, as high as a man, la? You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean that, that. Okay, so so that means what you're saying that if, that we stick to the thing about just being military as it was. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that one. Then I think, uh, what? That, that, then it's it's tricky then it makes it less less easy to answer la. because okay the other thing that Corina Lim did touch on uh, which other people I know have commented on be it Reddit be it the Vice article is that for all we talk about gender equality in society right mm. like m- making conscription open to both men and women would be a step forward in that mm. and and ironically of the four women interviewed by the Vice uh, article the the one person who most clearly said that she does not believe that women should be uh, conscripted was the 19-year-old university graduate who herself uh, was in the army. Sorry, not 19 years old. She's just, uh, she enlisted when she was 18. She went through two years and then she went to do university. Mm. And her argument is that um, it's... Uh, she... She said there's the, the, the contribution, the argument that women, by doing NS, they contribute, they, they are put on equal footing uh, and they have finally have an answer to um, men saying that they contribute more to Singapore by doing NS. For her, she doesn't buy that lah, because she said a contribution is more, you can contribute in many ways mm. and NS is, is just one of the ways. Mm, mm. So, But I do feel that like if we, 
it it just it just feels like it it's it would set a stage for something that would have longer term effects that would be, be would be beneficial mm-hmm. because it's like i mean we i don't know why in a previous episode we also talked about how ns you are automatically put at a you're you're held back to a certain extent yeah. at a disadvantage right yeah. so a lot of the things we talk about or society or activists talk about uh, gender i mean racial inequality and all that it's all about making the the playing field level mm-hmm. right so in this case doesn't it make sense to to open it up to both so that 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 perceived or i mean i wouldn't even say perceived disadvantage that actual disadvantage of starting your career two two years later is not just for one gender mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know I I don't know what the arguments are against that. Mm. Um what 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 are some of the things you have heard about that? Like why does that not make sense for uh f- for me as the noob the layperson in it, it there's a lot of benefits to that lah. Mm uh I mean it's just the the, the most efficient allocation of of your your population lah, as a resource lah, right? Like mm. like you do need your population to I mean uh you do need the population to enter the workforce uh not everyone you know should be serving and not not every 18 year old needs to come in and serve and and do all that right so let's say mm. if 50% is enough and 50% is the best physically the best physically higher potential i'm not say the best lah, right mm. um like you know i mean there was literally a guy who lost 80 kg through BMT like they, they yeah. just posted a news article about him lah. If a yeah. guy can do that, right, and 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 that, uh, yeah, well then why force the women to also go through that, uh, mm. To me, then uh, it's just just for the sake of parity, it becomes an inefficient allocation of 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 talent. I guess the other concern is that if that if that is done right, then all other aspects of gender inequality must also be corrected. Mm. Because I can imagine, and this is where the female listeners, please, we would love to hear your perspective. Mm. I can imagine the argument that, you know, men are held back in their careers by going to NS for two years. Mm. Uh, but right now, if I recall, when, when a woman gets uh, uh, pregnant, mm. generally, I think employers, they still, it still, it definitely still impacts their career, mm. la, right? Uh, not every employer is going to be like, um, uh, like, w- can, will, will be able to say that, okay, it doesn't in some way stop the progression of, of them as an employee. Yeah. Um, and I think if that happens, then it's, that needs to be corrected first. Uh, well, so there's also another can of worms, Harish. You're assuming that every woman wants to get pregnant. And, and, and everything. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying that if a woman gets pregnant, mm. Uh, is there an impact to their career? And if there is, mm. then that is going to be something that that needs to also be how you say, uh, be corrected to whatever extent it mm. can. If this NS is made for for the case of all uh, men being uh, of all of all genders being conscripted, uh, and and I say that because I also read an article that Norway only introduced compulsory military service for women as recent as 2013. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, sorry, as recent as 20, yeah, 2013. Mm. And I was thinking, oh shit, like, I would imagine that the countries that conscript females, like let's say Israel, they've been doing it for a while. Mm. Uh. But then I also thought that, okay, Norway, I think is one of those countries where the gender inequality is, is a lot less than other countries. Mm. And I know for paternal and maternal leave for kids, you know, it, if I recall, it is it is quite uh, equal, mm. and uh, there's a lot more equal opportunities out there, la. So it it almost feels like okay, then the correction for conscription where both genders are conscripted makes sense because it is like the one of the few remaining pieces that are not equal. La. Yeah. Um. But in Singapore, it feels like if we do this, everything else needs to also follow suit, mm. And that's why maybe by doing this, everything else will need to follow, yeah. follow, uh, follow, uh, in, in uh, on top of that, la, Because then the it would just it would just start the 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 level the playing field from earlier on in their life, mm. and the tumble down effects would hopefully would happen to everything else, la, If that makes but sense. But just to counter my own point, uh, about the inefficient uh. allocation of talent. Uh, yeah. Then, then it really goes back again to is putting all men through the military is that an e- efficient allocation of talent or so that right? It's a mm. very uh, like like we said, there's a lot of people who are not cut out for the military, and having them do nine to five clerical jobs, 
is that the best use of their time in between their you know 18 to 21 or whatever how many years they do it lah, right so yeah uh, yeah lah, i mean the the kind of question kind of uh, it kind of uh, answers itself also lah, right yeah mm. so so that's why this this thing is it, it there's so much to talk about but i don't think there's ever been a very detailed forum or task force yeah. you know assembled to to tackle this yeah um, and it would help if we had a female on this podcast to offer their perspective, yeah. because yeah. But, I'm, but, I'm, but I want to just present you with another devil's advocate uh, viewpoint uh, that I hope you can address uh. also. If women go to NS and then they basically they come out and then they go university at the same time as men, well, women are like you know everyone knows that like like women generally mature faster than men uh, right. Uh, both emotionally really? and everything. <laughs> so then they will, when they meet each other in university, they will not be able to, to copulate and then produce children because they they are different maturity <laughs> levels. The Whereas the guys go in two years older, then they meet the girl who is two years younger, then the maturity level is closer la. So what do you have to say about that? Uh, I think this one I need to pull up the logical fallacy <laughs> cheat sheet that someone posted because it sounds like. That that's what like I think uh my grandfather would say or something mm. Um because like that whole thing about women maturing faster, I think that's a broad generalization. Mm. Physically, I think yeah, that's that that they do just biologically. But emotionally, personality wise, yeah, some do, some don't. Some men I know in their forties are still fucking immature. Mm. Uh some women I know who are like nineteen are super mature. Mm. So and don't you know love is blind, bro? Mm. Correct, correct. Yeah, so, so, yeah. It, I mean, I think sometimes it almost feels like maybe then, uh, the biasy, like the the general thing about uh men being always older in a relationship, maybe that might flip. Mm. Maybe that might the gaps might decrease. Is that a bad thing? Yeah. Then of course you there's that whole other thing about how yeah women also. Wow, shit! I'm saying this, <laughs> you know, like the, the the window to to give birth with lower risks. Mm, mm. There's, there's, there's also there's also some sort of pressure there mm. so so and I, and I know that I think I saw on Reddit people were saying okay if they have to serve NS then when it comes to divorce then it can't just favor the, the women and I'm like oh shit that, that is a whole other thing to address yeah. uh, I don't know how different the alimony rules are for Singapore versus other countries but I think right now it definitely does favor the women mm. right correct, so correct. so then it just feels like oh shit then it makes me think like, is there ever going to be pure gender inequality? I mean, gender equality? Mm. Is there going to be, is there a utopia that, 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 you know, it might be better off that we exist, that okay, there are certain things that women do better, certain things that men do better, and society is shaped around that, like, and everybody just accepts that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, um, so I, I guess I would, I would say the, the, the aware perspective of it, the aware perspective, uh, seems like this utopia that is quite unattainable, la, right? It always very, very far in the future where everything is gender neutral already. La. Um, mm. But but uh, I, I, I think it might be a good exercise to really just re-examine yeah, how, we, how we allocate our population towards uh, like our defense, la, whether it's military defense or, or you know, our the medical defense or, or, you know, working on the front lines and all that because I think COVID has really exposed a lot of the the, flaw, the flaws in our system. And uh, mm. yeah, even just like the the, the recent Changi cluster, it shows you that having having the best the best military minds, you know, in charge of the transportation of, of big groups of people so it doesn't necessarily allow you to see all the blind spots as well, right? So yeah, yeah. So my thing is maybe yeah, maybe we do need to diversify beyond just having military service as the national service and and I think the point of um Muslims Muslims argument is to maybe to, to to say something so shocking that people literally start thinking of what is possible and we might never mm. we you know we 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 sh- you know the saying they shoot for the shoot for the uh, well, sh- shoot for the stars if you f- Fall you land on the moon or something like that, like, or you shoot for the moon and if fall you land, you'll be in the stars, la. So so we mm. might just find some somewhere on the spectrum where it's a bit more. Um, there's a little bit more 
uh, gender neutrality in 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 NS, yeah. and and also you know a bit more options for even for guys who don't want to go through the traditional NS and all that, uh, and and then we'll all be better off lah. Whether you're a guy or a girl lah, right? Yeah, and I mean, I think I think also to to kind of not, you know, just now we were saying that the maybe the military, uh, then if we want to open up pure army and military to both genders it might not be good because yeah biologically men have more muscle tissue than females but again in that Norway Norwegian uh, initiative there were certain things which were quite interesting because one of the lieutenant generals point generals pointed out that um, actually women in military can can do better at certain roles than men for example intelligence correct. which makes a lot of sense yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> you know like can you imagine like if I mean I- in some way um, yeah, I think that kind of softer skills. Yeah, women, I think statistically they are they they are less suspicious or mm. seem to be less suspicious based on various studies. Yeah, and and that's why you get female, uh, <laughs> uh female suicide bombers. I know that's a horrible example. It's a horrible example. But, but <coughs> no, but the reason is because they, at least up till recently, they were they they are less suspicious mm. So. So there is a, maybe a military purpose for females. Mm. And there was another thing that was quoted uh, that apparently in 2014, there was a study mm. that, that showed that unisex do- dormitories actually help combat sexual harassment thanks to a phenomenon of degenderization, mm. which essentially just means you live with people, there's a less likelihood that you're going to be assholes to them. True. Which in yeah. some sense yeah. is true. Yeah. Because yeah, what do you remember it's from your experience staying in a co-ed dorm and everything? In the US yeah, especially. You, yeah, I mean, you can't just walk around with your dick hanging out or something. Mm. Um, not to say that I would do that in a non-co-ed dorm. Mm-hmm. But, but you, do, you do have to accept that there are people of opposite genders. Yeah. Um, and you do things that are respectful of them. Like. For example, when we were in all-boys school, there was the culture of like, you know, people on people's birthday, you take off their pants, yeah. hang their pants on a flagpole and all that shit. Oh, you did that, you is it? it? You, no. <laughs> I would say... I. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't oh, it has <laughs> never happened to me, so I'm just wondering if, if no. You in fact, my pants got taken. My pants got taken uh, quite a few times. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so, but your bullying but, I mean, past is coming stupid, back to haunt you. Yeah, that sort of stupid stuff happened. Um, yeah, I was bullied as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, so that kind of stupid stuff happens. But when you are in the presence of uh the opposite sex, yeah. Just by virtue of that sort of interaction, it it does have an effect, which which I think makes a lot of sense. And they yeah. did say like, yeah, like, you know, the whole thing. There's this whole the saying, you know, don't shit where you eat. Yeah, it's yeah, been around yeah, for yeah, ages. Yeah. Why? Because there are ex- uh, like very direct consequences of doing not so nice stuff to the people around mm. you, lah. Yeah, and I actually right. remember like when I was staying in a quiet dorm in my freshman year in the US, there were quite yeah. a couple. There were at least like one or two instances where. Where my neighbors like, you know, in the middle of the night, they would knock on my door, and then and 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 essentially like, hey, come 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 and hang out with me, please please follow me, hang out with me. And these are uh, uh, girls, uh, and they just came out from a party, and, and then uh, and then I realized later that actually it's because there's some dude like stalking them, you know, like follow it, follow them home from the party, and just refuses to like you know uh, let go let go of them, or just keeps like trying to enter their room and shit like that lah. So so mm. they literally are looking to their neighbors to for safety, you know? and and I turn yeah. out to be that neighbor, and and yeah, it made me more aware of like the um, yeah, like when you live in this community, you you do that you you're really all that, that that you have to help each other out, and 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 yeah, like it makes me it made, yeah, I did I I guess I did learn to be a bit more aware of of the dangers that women face as well, like, You know that that guys yeah, maybe don't don't think about that. Like. Because even in the example you said earlier where in army, you know, when the external uh, speaker comes in who's a female, it, it, the whole setup makes it very easy to objectify that person Correct. because yeah. that, that person is not part of your group, la, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is a lot of truth there. But I just want to go back to something you said about how, um, you know, the girls came back from parties and they came to your room and asked you for company. My question is... Yeah. So like you, so those listeners, you can tell what kind of life Terence had, like <laughs> just sleeping, sleeping while his homemates were partying. Exactly, no, <laughs> completely true, completely true. You can ask anyone I stayed in in freshman year. I was like, I was living like a monk, and I like guaranteed on Saturday nights I would be, I would be in the in the room. 
early hey, before before like midnight or one a.m. I'll be back. No, home. by the time by the time I came to freshman freshman year when you were in junior, you were a party animal already, what? Right? So you different. mean that was that was, different. That was pre-Harish, pre-freshman year. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, how many monumental shifts have you had in your life, man? A lot, a lot. But but uh, I, I think it's different also that when you are when you've been in the US a couple of years, then you sort of just like you really like start to understand. Okay, lah, you can loosen up on quite a lot of things and and, and all. Yeah. That, yeah, I mean, I would say also my first year I didn't drink much, lah. By mm. my senior year, I was drunk Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, correct, exactly. <laughs> so so it's it's just it just takes time to to let go of the Singaporeanness, you know that. Yeah, that's right. You don't get the get on the dean's list this semester. <laughs> I would die. That kind of nonsense, <laughs> And then because yeah, in the yeah, US, correct, it, correct. yeah, it really it really took quite a while to hammer it out of me that that you know it, like you can talk your way out of anything in the US lah, whether it's a parking mm. ticket or, or or you know your 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 scholarship your the the research that you had to do or the homework you had to do or the, the lousy grade you got. There's a lot of talking you can do to get out of these kind of situations lah. Mm. Yeah. So that reduced the need for you to focus on studies, is yeah, it? Yeah, to be studying at 1 a.m. on a Saturday night, basically. And now, look, <laughs> we have built a business around talking. Talking and... How poetic is that? And not studying and, and not applying anything and that we study at all. <laughs> yeah, zero, <laughs> absolutely nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that is... So, I mean, anyone listening who has their thoughts on this very thorny topic... Mm. That would be fucking great. Yeah, and, and we repeat can head again over to our subreddit. Repeat again a lot of the views that we expressed here. We were trying to play devil's advocate because we largely agree with uh, what Corinna Lim was saying, like, Right? Yeah. Uh, if people want to cancel you, they will take your earlier excerpt and they won't do any of the shit, yeah, yeah. Give it up, lah. And we're on YouTube right now, so it's <laughs> easy to take excerpts, excerpts without context. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, go on, take all the excerpts you want. <laughs> yeah. But yes, uh, well and. But, uh, but yeah, since speak, yeah, but since uh, you know, like YouTube is something where you can actually see us. Now we're going to talk about someone that you can't actually see because oh you no can't more. see this guy we're talking about. If you know what, oh if, you, no if you know, more. you know. If you know, you know. Dude, that ranks up there, man. Yeah. In your top segues, holy <laughs> You get it, uh, You get it, uh. <laughs> Yeah, of course, uh, well, oh, you're of so course, cool, are uh, you? You actually understand? I'm uh. fucking cool, oh. man. Yeah. Because we're talking about the man you can't see, John Cena. Mm. Yeah, for, for context, can, um, one of his catchphrases when he was a WWE wrestler was, you can't see me, and then he would wave his hand in front of his face. La. So mm. I, I think that has become a joke and meme over the years where people, every time there's a picture of John Cena, they'll comment like, oh, I can't see who's in the picture. You know, things like oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to explain the joke. That's, I'm sure there's a lot of people who won't get it. La. Yeah, yeah, they'll be like, huh? What is Boomers talking? What is <laughs> no, Boomers man, this talking? This is like a cool joke. This is a cool joke. Eh? It's a cool joke. It's a cool joke. Yes, but John Cena is in news because um, he was doing promotions for the latest Fast and Furious movie. I don't know if it's Fast and Furious 29 or something. Nine. Um, nine. And nine, nine. Yeah. Ah, okay. He was promoting the movie while in Taiwan in early May. And during an interview, he, he said that... Um, what did he say? Uh? Taiwan would be the first country. Exactly? Taiwan's ah, the first yes. country in the world to see Fast and Furious. La. Yeah. And then and then the Chinese internet erupted because people were demanding that he that were pissed off like that he acknowledged Taiwan uh as an independent country. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and, and yeah, it erupted. There was a huge uproar. And then he uploaded a video where yeah. he spoke in Chinese. Yeah. Um he didn't really say sorry per se. He admitted that he made a mistake and that, and I quote, I must say that now, very importantly, I love and respect China and Chinese people. No, he did, he yeah. did apologize. He did apologize. But he didn't say for he what. He didn't say for what. Right? That was the thing. He kept it very vague. Huh? He just said he made yeah. a mistake. Yeah. And he spoke in Chinese, right? Correct, yes. Was his Chinese good? Um, I mean, for someone who's been learning 10 years, it's not great. But because mm. I've heard, I mean, we've we've all heard Hollywood celebrities, you know, being really bad at Chinese. So um, and it's not just a cursory knee how he was saying. He was saying quite a number of different terms and everything. Uh, so so I would still say it's, it's a pretty decent effort. Uh, yeah. Pretty decent effort. Yeah, uh. yeah. So so I mean, the, it, there's in the article it also says that the franchise star Vin Diesel asked that the movie be released in mainland China first instead as a way of thanking mainland fans. Mm. I don't know how true that is, mm. but 
But what do you make of this whole whole thing? Uh? Um, yeah, I just found it like uh, pretty crazy that that that, that that's the the power that, that of you know the that money holds over Hollywood uh, and how much China has power over Hollywood uh, That that yeah. uh, I think it happened before with the. Like like we mentioned with the NBA when the Houston Rockets then the general manager tweeted something in support of Hong, the Hong Kong protests, and then every one of the Houston Rockets players at that time like James Harden and all them, all had to come out and and you know say oh no no we love China we apologize for the offense caused and everything, and uh, subsequently the NBA NBA broadcasts were banned uh, I think for a while, um, so yeah I mean this is just another example of how. How much basically, yeah, la, the China China uh, basically has Hollywood by its balls also, la. and 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 um, yeah, yeah. The John Cena, I mean, you know, his his character is not evil character, but his character in the WWE, la, at least, has always been one of like you know, uh, hustle, loyalty, respect. You know, speaking up for the small guy, hustling and 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 and, and, and fighting for the the good fight, la, You know, and and that's that's his. Role as a baby face in wrestling, the good guys are called baby faces, and his is always yeah. about hustle, loyalty, respect, and all that. Lah. But um, this one, you can really see his loyalty to to the to the to the money, lah, Basically, either that or, yeah, or the the movie, the the movie producers probably like called him like fucked him over really one yeah, big time, so and then he had to put out this apology video. Yeah. So so that's where. That's where, like, I mean, I looked at it also. I'm like, wow, fuck, yeah, fuck this shit, fuck this. You know, this is this despicable. He's what is he standing for? Yeah, who but, is despicable? But, John Cena. Uh, I mean, oh, John Cena okay, for okay. caving for his values. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Taiwan is an independent country. You know? yeah. But then, I can imagine the Hollywood executives just clamping down on him mm. and telling him, "You fucking post an apology and you post it quick." Yeah. Um, if not, you so, ruined our whole our whole movie earlier. Yeah. Yeah, because, because, right, um, since the launch, okay, and this is in two days, it got launched, I think, in on 22nd May or something, yeah. um, it has generated 164 million uh, from a handful of eight foreign markets mm. in box office, and of that 162.4 million, <coughs> 135.6 million is from China, no? mm. This is the fucking opening weekend. Correct, correct. The budget of the movie is rumored to be like 200 million, but... Yeah. But it's already generated that in the open in the opening weekend, so you can imagine yeah. that any movie, especially something like Fast and Furious, which is supposed to capture the whole market, mm-hmm. China is fucking important. And for movie studios, he might have gotten a call from the biggest week saying, "John, you better fucking do this, yeah. or you're off the next movie. Yeah. You are off the franchise, yeah. and don't fuck it up, yeah. So that's where, I mean, it's sad <laughs> that John Cena is clamped down that hard. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's it's hard. I wish I wish he. I don't know what his actual <laughs> thoughts are. It just I I look at it. I'm like, wow, fuck. This is the state of 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 the China's influence, lah. I mean, I guess that's why he wanted to keep his apology more vague, lah. Right, that it was a mistake, and and his mistake is just was just you know using a wrong term that that riled up people, lah. Right. Regardless but of a term that is wrong to China, wrong. Uh, or are you saying? Uh, yeah, wrong, wrong to China, and and he maybe he was even briefed not to say that already, la. and that's why it it was even more stupid, and it was the studios probably demanded him to to say to make an apology, la. because I, I'm sure they're not the the studios are not dumb also, la. they know certain things that you can't. There's certain things you can't say if you want your movie to play in China, la, right? Um, yeah. So maybe. In the excitement of the press junket and everything, he just, he just couldn't, he just couldn't control himself, like Yeah, and then he just used the wrong terms I and everything. No, so I bet the the one time he wished people really couldn't see him was <laughs> seconds after he said that. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe he, maybe he didn't even realize it because it just yeah it just rolled off his tongue, like, You know the most the most natural common thing, and uh, yeah, like, it's just unfortunate. Like, but I mean, you know. The the truth is when you do when your movie is in the country and you want to it to stay there and do well and everything, uh yeah like you you got you have you have to play by the rules of the market lah right. But but that's where the thing is lah. I mean, if if a superstar like John Cena, um, let's say he's cancelled off the franchise and all, mm. 
then it becomes like how much does he care about uh, his own stance la. Yeah. and unfortunately I think maybe people have too much expectations of other people to stick to their values and mm. principles mm. Um, but but yeah I think it's one of those things I'm more the, what makes me sad about the whole thing is China's influence mm. that, yeah. that just by by their, their fucking market size their dominance they can literally force people into kowtowing lah yeah, and I think um, the, the, the that's the reason why we don't see like The Rock running for president or anything like that. Like, even though, according to a lot of people, according to a lot of polls, he where back in the day when against Donald Trump, he was like he would have been like the perfect candidate like, and everything. Because mm. yeah, because once you enter the politics, you have to be very clear about about your stance towards foreign countries and and, and foreign influence and everything like. And and mm. you are essentially closing off markets to your to yourself as well, right? Like mm. China so and, and all that as well. So so you're telling me if if there was someone who just emails you like Terence, I'm a um, angel investor from China, and I will give you two hundred million dollars mm. to build your podcast empire, mm. to build hire anybody you want, mm. as long as on your next Yalabad podcast mm. you say with full <laughs> touch your heart fervor. That Taiwan is not a country. <laughs> I would, I mean, yeah, I would love to 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 have that problem. La. I would love to have that problem. Please, uh, please make it happen and put it in front of me. Because anything well, I say now also wouldn't. What an influencer answer. Anything I say now also would be bullshit, right? right? I would just say whatever <laughs> I think is the right answer also. But the important <laughs> test is when there's the actual paper in front of you. And then you are you have to sign it. So, so I, I don't want to give that. a bullshit answer by saying... Oh, Lord, yeah. That was a skillful evasion, man. But it's true, then the I, next podcast yeah. you hear at the start, what's up, everybody? This this podcast <laughs> is brought to you by He Rutsie yeah. from China. Uh, and Taiwan is most definitely not a country. Thank you very much and on to the podcast. I think I think we <laughs> we already laid out very clear. Like, we are we're willing to let like like let a whole class of uh poly poly boys piss on us for a month. For five minutes a, a morning <laughs> for one month. If uh, it meant that I could skip two years of NS like, right? <laughs> so we really put ourselves out there that we're we're not we're not against we're not totally like you know fully like I got my you know wait or did I agree to that or yeah. that was you yeah you said you you were the one who suggested no, it. Dude, I said mm, maybe I not suggested. a month maybe a week then you were like no come on dude it's just five minutes of morning <laughs> no but to me I still look back at my NS experience with uh Harish nobody is listening la. I'm going to I'm going to re re listen to that podcast because I think it was just a thought that I threw out and I didn't give an answer. I think yeah. la, I think. Oh, I God. think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. No, no, hey, no, but yeah. just now you also you also skillfully evaded the question, so don't don't PAP me, okay? You PAP yourself. No, I I yeah, I mean I just said that that uh yeah, I mean if, if someone can help you and your See, the most important thing a man needs to do, right? I mean, and this is very toxic masculinity, is take care of your family. Ah. So if you can take care of your family by saying something simple, you know, like what, 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 what's so bad about that, right? Yeah, because you need $200 million to take care of your family, <laughs> is it? Uh, a lot of families, uh, a lot of families, yeah. <laughs> if you have $200 million, no, yeah, there's like, a lot of families you can take care of. I guess that's why, like, I mean, this was just, like, interesting because, yeah, like, John Cena saying this and people calling him a coward. Yeah. No, yeah. you know what's the worst part now? Oh. Is that they're not even accepting his his apology. They're just saying it's too vague and he must come out and say that he Taiwan say, yeah, Taiwan correct. is not a country and all that kind of thing. Wala. So he's also I mean yeah. the whole island of Taiwan is gonna be pissed off with him if he does that. Right. Yeah. What he should do is say fuck you and then go to Taiwan and become a king. Or live like a king. <laughs> live like a king. Yeah, yeah, but just say you no. Know, Taiwan sure. is a country, and then go to Taiwan. Mm. But I think yeah. I think uh, you know he wants to be like the rock. Right? I mean, obviously the rock laid the the foundation for for him as well like, to follow. Um, yeah. So he and, and he he's got the chops to be a general, you know, muscle man, action star, and everything. Because the rock is pretty old already, like, right? He he's not. Uh, he, I think the rock's like in his fifties already, like. Whereas John Cena just hit forty or something, so he still got a good number of years ahead of him. Um, mm, yeah, mm, so it's a uh, yeah, it'd be a pity if he he gets, you know, he gets cancelled because of this, uh. 
I don't think so because I mean I'm looking at his Twitter page and his Twitter page funny as hell. It's all his motivational stuff. Yeah. Which I thought was uh yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's just a crazy but thing. So for yourself, yeah, would you thing. what you tell me that you have a definite answer for your own question? Uh the one the question about if someone offer you money to come come forward and just say something, uh you know about the China Yeah, I honestly I honestly don't man because uh, I think yeah I, I don't la. you don't because what? then I don't have a clear answer oh you don't have a clear answer I, I thought you were yeah, going to give me your, I, I thought you were going to give me your, oh yeah, I no. also you no. know Anders was very important for me as a person then come answer <laughs> <laughs> see you always make these assumptions now. I do one thing in the past and you hold on to it like a fucking like a hodler holding on to his bitcoin <laughs> no okay sorry carry yeah. on yeah, no, because the thing is like, yeah, I think that kind of stuff, because you can even say, right, okay, you're going to take the 200 million and give 50 million to start a fund exactly. that, you know, fights for the uh, sovereignty of Taiwan. So I think that sort of thing, like, I know it was a thought experiment and I was curious how you're going to answer because for me, I yeah, I, I don't know what my answer is because I don't think it's as binary as that because yeah. if you think about what you can do, so, so that's why I, I see as much as, I see even some of my favorite content creators like Philip DeFranco, you know, calling John Cena a coward. Mm. I'm like, wow, oh, Stella, like when uh, you are the one I don't know, when man. you are the one, you know, being offered that money and that you know that money can I mean like like rather than rather than just enrich yourself, but can enrich your whole community as well, right? And do things yeah. for the community that, that you would never have been able to do. It's a different yeah, it's a different thought, huh? yeah. Yeah, but but that's why it's a tricky thing because I think I would rather not say that, oh, you know, I will definitely stand by my principles and all, but, yeah. oh, fuck. It, it's, it's, just a, it's just a tough tough situation. But tough I would, situation. I would I think it's a, it would be a nice pro- problem to have. La. If anyone's yeah, thinking yeah. about it, you know, if you have just like yeah, a couple yeah. hundred millions sitting around, yeah, please yeah. challenge us and let us, let us show you our true colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so now on to the the third segment, which is our our favorite comments of the of the week. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm still looking for the one that I found. Oh. Uh, but w- do you okay. have yours in front of you? Uh, I mean the the it was either the one that I mentioned earlier about about saying that whether he will whether he will listen to the Yarabat on YouTube or or whether he'll listen to it as a Podcast and then he wants to do an experiment, but but I also just want to highlight um, uh, a comment that we got on YouTube uh, someone who commented on Sudia the Sudia podcast video that we put up. Mm. Um, they made I I I think it's worth highlighting because they made a pretty good point uh, that it wasn't just about um that wasn't just about Sudia or anything uh, but they just said that the um they they said that they have to. They enjoyed the podcast. This person, Yuva V, and this was from a week ago. La. I enjoyed the podcast, but I have to push back on the idea of studying the liberal arts because I think Sudia specifically said that uh, he would advise a young person to study liberal arts, right? And, um, mm. you know, Yuva V, I, I won't go into the full thing because it's quite long, but it goes into quite some detail about how explaining how how you should think about a degree or so, la, that it costs money, that... that uh, what 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 kind of job prospects you get straight out of school, and you can also still like um, you can also still pursue uh, liberal arts as you get older in age, uh, you know maybe in your thirties and forties as well. So mm. I, I thought it's a yeah it's an interesting discussion to have. So uh, I would encourage Yuva V to 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 bring this discussion to uh, our subreddit because I think that's where you get a lot more responses as well, uh, right? And discussions mm. about this this issue, la. Yeah, but that I was see, my comment. Yeah, that's on YouTube, la. That's on. It's YouTube. on YouTube on the Sudia video. Yep. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, my comment. Uh, I found it is by John Lim zero two. It was on our uh, AMA thread asking for questions. Okay. And uh, the person said that okay, I'm not a big user of Reddit. Just gonna post this here. He, I was a lucky listener who got to meet Harish after Rishi's live show back in February, and I do recall meeting you. And he 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 shared that. He's got good news because during his job interview two nights ago, mm. during the interview, he he sh- he started talking about our podcast because it it was about land law mm. and he referred to our podcast 
about the crunchy forest and JTC's fuck up. And he said that did good to break the ice. You know, the interviewer sounded like he, he was interested in the podcast. Mm. Um, and oh, uh, she was interested in the podcast. He told her to check it, check it out. And in the end, the, the interview went really well. And he got the fucking job. Oh, shit. Did, did the interviewer... He got the job. Did the interviewer listen to our podcast? That's the more important part, actually. Dude, fuck <laughs> lah. Can, can we just rejoice in... in us having a, 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 a influencing an interview and helping one of our listeners get a job. Ah, All right. So, so the moral of the story is if you are in an interview and you're facing some hard questions, yeah. the thing you should do is talk about our podcast. <laughs> and that will get you the job. Or has a, it will improve the chances of getting a job. Yeah, it depends on because what job. La, if, if you're talking yeah, depending about what job, for China Embassy or that, maybe you don't, you don't bring, <laughs> don't bring this, podca- this particular podcast. Exactly, up, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, but but yeah, congrats to you. And of course, the next question now is to find out if the professor uh, put her money where her mouth uh, mouth was. The professor, and whether she listened professor. to Yellow, but Yeah, the professor was interviewing. Oh, interesting. So it's a smart person as well. Lah. Oh, so you're saying not professor, not smart, is it? I mean, uh, professor means very smart. Lah. I mean, regular people can be smart. Lah. Academic, academically la, academically smart. smart yeah, okay, la, okay, academically fine, smart. Fine. Academically okay. smart. Please, uh, okay, please don't okay. generalize. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that was my favorite comment of the week. Yeah. Uh, the past few days, I mean, yeah. and on to our one shock thing. Yeah. So, uh, my one shock thing is, uh, for some reason, I watched two Scarlett Johansson movies back to back recently. Um, mm. And both were from the same year. La, and then both were lauded but for and, and won awards and stuff like that. Uh, one was Jojo Rabbit and the other one was uh, Marriage Story. Um, mm. And I have to say, I, I, I really enjoyed Marriage Story. It's yeah. the one with Adam Driver, is yeah, it? Yeah, Adam Driver about the divorce of a, you know, the mm. basically like scenes from a divorce lah. I really enjoyed the mm. one. Um, yeah, Jojo Rabbit, yeah, was a was an interesting concept and everything like, But just after something that's riveting as marriage story, it was just like, yeah, it wasn't really my wasn't really my cup of tea. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, mm. that was the first time you watched Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I just haven't seen it. Oh, and now that I have Netflix I and Disney Plus, and I pay for both, uh, right? So, uh, mm. one, I mean, Jojo Rabbit's on Disney Plus. Marriage Story is a Netflix production. So I actually watch them, yeah, not say back to back, but one after another. Yeah, mm, and, I and I, you know, I mean, she's, she's a very good actress, don't get me wrong, but I felt like yeah. Marriage Story was like, you know, she really stretched what, what, what she could do as an actress. Like, whereas... Yeah, Jojo Rabbit. I thought I was like, okay lah. It was fine. It was fun. It was interesting. Oh, that's cool. Didn't 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 blow my socks away. But yeah, so if you if you are looking up for something to watch with Scarlett Marriage Johansson, Story, yeah. yeah, check out Marriage Story. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Cool, cool. And that is on Disney Plus or Netflix. 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 Okay, okay. Cool. All right. Uh, my my one short thing is this Instagram account that got started only a few days ago. It's called Where to Tapau. Have uh. you heard of it? No, but I feel from the title, I probably would know what kind of thing it is. Uh, because it is essentially one person's attempt uh, to support elderly hawkers to get more business during these tough times. Mm. And uh, he or she folk just ha- has 21 posts so far. Mm. And every post is about a specific hawker, um, the a, a short story about it. It's almost like a bit of a... Uh, humans of New York applied to hawker centers mm. and then there's details on what's good uh, where to find it mm. and the opening hours la. Interesting. and I just thought it was it was a it was a cool initiative la. and mm. she, he, like they're crowdsourcing um, hawkers they're going to be supporting three different hawkers every day and I just thought oh fuck this is this is a cool initiative because yeah. you know there's a lot of talk on like hawker centers hawk- hawkers facing very tough times which they are mm. and to me this one it's pretty dope mm. and they focus specifically on elderly hawkers yeah, yeah, yeah. and in like five days they've gotten 27,000 followers mm. but I still think it, they deserve a shout out because I'm like this is this is where using social media for good la. Mm. So kudos to the folk running beat running this. Yeah, I think these people deserve two hundred million dollars a lot more than a lot of other people la. But yeah, it's just me. Provided they say Taiwan is not a country la. <laughs> yeah la, yeah la. Uh, That's yeah, the yeah. price that you have to pay. But that's the price you have to pay, man. But have you been yeah. have you been tapping more from hawker centers since everything? Yeah, yeah. Today I just bought from Old Apple Road Food Center. Mm. I I've, I've I've ordered from a few. Uh, restaurants la. Uh, mm. you know just also knowing that these restaurants is, is tough times but someone did point out to me that uh, they are very excited about about this this phase 2 Petuha 
because mm. uh, for the first time, a lot of restaurants that only accept dine-in and are very hard to get reservations are finally delivering food, you know? I see. So, you know, if you're a big foodie and you like don't mind paying, you know, paying a bit more for your food and all, uh, yeah, actually, it's true. Like, this this Patuha period could actually be a good thing for you. Like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's that's interesting thought, like, you know, that, 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 yeah, like, that people will say, oh, it's so terrible. But actually, on the flip side, there are some people who really are happy about it. Like. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Cool. Cool. All right, cool. That is, our next, our next episode is going to be an interview. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which one will... We'll figure out. Oh soon no, then. yeah, mm. but there's there's a guest like yeah, there's, there's a guest. guest. It's an interesting guest. Yeah, it's an interesting guest. So so we will let you guys know. Yep. Cool man. All right. Till the next podcast. Peace.